I am I am from Coy. I grew up here in Coy. My entire life was spent uh, as a as a baby through uh, adulthood uh, was spent here in Coy. This is here in Alabama. I'm Beth McGinnis. You were just listening to the Reverend Dr. Stan Angion, pastor of Mount Gilead Missionary Baptist Church in Coy, Alabama. Coy is in Wilcox County. If you listened to season one of Here in Alabama, you know about Marion, the county seat of Perry County. When I go to Coy from Birmingham, I drive to Marion and then I keep going for another hour or so. Along the way, I pass G's Bend, home of the famous G's Bend quilt makers. Every time I've been to Coy, I've been with my friend and Samford University colleague, Tracy Hanrahan. Tracy has been working for years with her friend, Pastor Angion, and his sister, Ms. Susan Wilson. Stan and Susan have created something remarkable at Mount Gilead Missionary Baptist Church. I spoke with Pastor Angion one Saturday in Coy while this remarkable thing was going on. We were in his office, but you can hear the choir rehearsal that was taking place in the sanctuary. I grew up in this church, this particular church. It was built, uh, I should say, rebuilt in 1968. And so... Um, before this particular building, there was another building here, uh, and I don't have a memory of that building. I only have really a memory of this building, uh, but they tore that building down and erected this building. So this is all of my memories as it relates to church uh, started here. During that time when I was coming up, we had a lot of people who were singers in the congregation that played musical instruments, especially piano and guitar, they were primarily uh, out of um, one family, but the family um, would play uh, all types of instruments, mainly piano and uh, key and uh, I'm sorry, piano and guitar. But they were really good singers, and we always had a great choir. Well, that family, as they they were already uh, adults when I was coming along, and they they moved away when I was still a boy. We uh, relocated most of them to Mobile, and the church was without a musician or musical instruments and for that for most of the time that I was here we sang uh, without musicians so uh, when I grew up and, and, and went to college and went away in the military for many years uh, it's stayed like that for a long time there was one musician that serviced the core area and he would go on certain days to each of the churches here and around core which we have uh, about five other churches Baptist churches in this area. As time would have it, I, I accepted a call into the ministry, and eventually uh, this church uh, invited me to come back to be the pastor, and uh, and I came back in 2003, and, uh, and when I got here, I had, you know, memories of uh, a nice choir with, with instruments from my early days, and, and I really wanted to see that become a part of our uh, worship service again. And so I was seeking people to play piano, guitar, or really at that point, any instrument, drums, anything. And it was very hard. Although, um, you know, we have a lot of young people and we have high school band, none were available uh, in our congregation or nearby 
to be our musician. So I sought and I checked people out in Selma and Montgomery. But they, it, not, nothing worked out because one reason is we just weren't able to pay a dedicated musician to drive from Selma or Montgomery uh, each Sunday and then practice at least once or so through the week. And, and so we, we just, for about two years, we tried and we just, we, we failed at that effort to get anybody. And so someone uh, shared with me that, that we should look at growing our own musicians. And that didn't, didn't, uh, didn't resonate initially because I wanted a musician now. <laughs> I wanted it at that time. And I said, well, my idea is that if I could get a musician that I could pay, then I can get that musician to train other musicians. But the problem is I just couldn't, couldn't find a dedicated musician. And so we finally decided that we were going to try growing our own. And, and I started with my two daughters. They were uh, elementary school at the time, mm-hmm. elementary, middle. And we, uh, we got um, a guy out of Selma, Walter Roper, who, who also still works with us now. And uh, he began doing piano lessons with them. And they would practice each evening at, at home. And, and so that summer, I think it was the, uh, 2011, the summer of 2011, we decided to have a, a camp. It was like just, you know, a, a summer, two or three days that we would have a camp and we would see how many students were interested in learning to play the uh, instrument. And so Mr. Roper came and uh, and we had a, a nice uh, turnout throughout the whole community. A lot of people came, a lot of young people came and they really enjoyed it. So we decided this is something we're going to start doing. So we call it MGSA Performing Arts Camp, uh, Summer Camp in, in summer 2012. It was our kickoff, official kickoff of MGSA. And we made it a year-round institute where uh, Mr. Roper and others would come a couple of times a month uh, on Saturdays and would work with his, his students. And it got to the point where my daughters and a few others were good enough to, to start playing at our service. And so they would play the songs that they knew and uh, we would sing along with them. And before long, they were going with us to play at other churches. And although they were novice, they, they just became our musicians and others learned to play. Uh, we had at least two others who are still here now who are pretty good that play uh, for our uh, our services. And so as time had continued to progress, we, uh, we began to use my daughters and others who had learned to play to teach the people in the congregation and people in the community. And so now for performing arts camp, summer camp, most of the teachers come from within the community. And so it has been a, a, a great blessing and that's what we had hoped that it would become a thing that, that we would begin teaching ourselves. So we still bring in some professionals who are really, really good and they will continue to help us to get better. But then a lot of the beginners are taught by people from within the program. Mm. So you really have grown your own. Yes. That you you have done that. Yes, ma'am. It's such a beautiful image to me of the way that a community of faith mentors young people. I mean, this is music training, but you're also training these young people in their faith community yes. and just just how to be human beings in the world. 
That's exactly right. We incorporate our mentoring program and our tutoring program all uh, as part of this. Uh, we have uh, all the students who are in the, in the program have mentors, and those mentors will encourage them and stop by the school to see how they're doing. And we have little events uh, sometime where uh, once a month this semester we've, we've tried to have a mentor day where they, uh, the mentors come and meet with the students and we'll have a little little brunch or something, just, just talk time. Mm-hmm. It's really beginning to be more of a relationship that we're trying to not just teach them the skill of music and you already said this but we, we want to see them do well in, in life uh, we want to teach them the values of living in community yeah. and being respectful and want to see them do good in school so tell me about the school part of it there's some academic tutoring that you do sometimes or support yes and, yes yeah. we are recently through uh, the help of Dawson Memorial Baptist Church Dawson Memorial Baptist Church in Birmingham is Tracy Hanrahan's church. Tracy got connected with Stan and Susan through Dawson. She'll tell you about that in a few moments. They have really been a a strong supporter of the program. They've just made it possible that we can be able to to have instruments that we can teach the students on. But they've also made it possible that we can can buy uh, computers we have a little computer lab, mm-hmm. and the first set of computers that we got came from Dawson. They were donated through Dawson Memorial Baptist Church. And just recently, they made another contribution where we were able to replace those computers with an upgrade, new computers. And we use those computers for tutoring. Students can go online with them. They're helping us to pay for uh, internet because, of course, you know, it's hard to get a connection in this area. Mm-hmm. We're able to offer students tutoring, and when they can, they can come here, use the lab, and be able to do assignments. And, and we'll be we're, we're able to help them. And, and the other component to that is in summer camp. We also now we didn't do it this past summer camp because of COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. but in the past we've had a summer camp where we include uh, academic session. And so the first part of, of summer camp is usually just a review of the basics like English and uh, math and then we let them get on the computer to play different games to reinforce those skills and so it's going to be great whenever we come back together again for another summer camp without the mask we'll be able to we've got new computers we've got new computers and it's going to be awesome that Tracy Hanrahan connected with Stan, Susan, and Mount Gilead through Dawson Memorial Baptist Church. Here's Tracy's story. My first connection with the, the Koi community came as a part of our Sunday school classes outreach program. We have for a number of years partnered as a Sunday school class and as a church community with the Koi community Twice a year, you know, we'd go and provide backpacks and school supplies in the fall and then have a May Day event in May. And I was it was on one of those trips down that my family and I had gone on before 
that one of the organizers of the event from our church said, you know what Pastor Angion's doing now, don't you? I said, no, what is he doing? And he said, well, he started this performing arts academy and it's it's really going well. I'm sure he'd love to talk with you about it. So it was it was one of the May Day events, actually. And I met with um, Pastor Angie on that day on site for the other purpose of just having fun and fellowship. I said, well, I hear that you have this new performing arts academy going. You know, what's that all about? And he began to tell me about his recognition of there being a need in his church and in other churches in the community for musicians and for worship leaders. And he recognized that it was a challenge for people in his community to attain training and lessons that would equip them to be music leaders and worship leaders in their churches. And after just contemplating it, praying through it, he just felt very led to grow our own. He said, I just felt like we can grow our own. That's what the Lord's telling us to do. And so he began to find music instructors from nearby communities that could come and teach lessons to his students in piano, uh, drums, voice, and guitar, guitar. And so that day he showed me the part of the church that they have set aside for that purpose. And we looked around and it's uh, they're just repurposing space that they use on Sundays and Wednesdays for other church programming. And then on Saturdays, you know, offer the music lessons for the students in the community. And so that particular day I said to him, well, this is so cool. This is so cool, Stan. I would love to be a part of this. If there's anything I can ever do to help, let me know. He said, well, if you know a piano teacher, then I could sure use one because our piano teacher is not going to be able to teach this fall. I said, well, I've taught piano for a number of years. I'd be happy to, to help if if you think that would be appropriate. He said, would you really? And that kind of started that relationship. So I drove down uh, to teach lessons on Saturdays for a couple of, couple of years when they as they were meeting and just fell in love with the community, with the program, with with the mission of the work. And <laughs> Pastor Antion says often how grateful he is for the things that I've been able to be a part of. And I tell him right back, but he never hears he never hears me that the real blessing has been for me. I'm so inspired by him and by the Koi community and just by the intentionality and resilience and commitment to making a better life for the students there, creating excellence within their worshiping communities. It's it's just really been a blessing to be a part of it. That's kind of how it started. That's great. And so when you say that you drove to Koi on Saturdays for a couple of years to teach the piano lessons, how long of a drive is that? <laughs> it's uh, it's about two and a half, three hours down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so and it's like at six o'clock. But, you know, on a Saturday morning, that's been cool, too, you know, to get up before the sun rises and have this quiet drive to a part of the world that is close and yet so far in mm-hmm. so many ways from, mm-hmm. from the norm here. It's like a little mini retreat to yeah. me in so many ways. Yeah. So that's a commitment, though. One of the main reasons Tracy remains committed to the Mount Gilead Partnership is her friendship with Pastor Angion and his sister, Susan Wilson. Susan is the director of MGSNA. We 
with yeah, you. Yeah, Susan is uh, she's a she's a blessing. She she's musically inclined as it relates to voice. She has a very beautiful voice. Her daughter, both her daughters, uh, all, all three of her daughters does. One specifically, both play and sing. And so, yeah, Susan is she's doing a wonderful job with performing hospital. Susan and I have become friends that I, I, I never would have expected the friendship to grow as it has. She is a beautiful human being and, and so very capable of the work that she's doing, directing the programming for MGSMA. As she and I have worked together through these years, it's been really fun to experience the deepening of those relationships, of, of our relationship which is the case in any friendship. You know, you have life experiences together that make the bond deeper. Yeah, we've, we've become good friends and we recognize differences in our experiences that help to strengthen, to help to strengthen our own individual approaches to things. Tracy's and Susan's friendship is just one example of the deep relationships MGSNA fosters. Because of these relationships, MGSNA has a powerful impact on the Koi community. But watching those young students that I first met all those years ago grow into role, the role of instructor. Yes. Wow. Yes. And they are so poised and so confident and so capable. I mean, just such good teachers. Mm-hmm. There was one of our trips down last year that we weren't able to do our normal lessons and I can't remember all the reasons for it, but our other oh, students weren't able to come. It's only the instructors were there and the MGSNA instructors instructed our Sanford students as if the Sanford students were children there from MGSNA just to give them the experience of what happens. It was so impressive to me to see those instructors teach with such confidence and, and just so capable and, and to watch our Sanford students learn mm-hmm. in a different way mm-hmm. and be challenged by yeah. some of the things that they were asked to do. I would just It just took it to a different level to see it play out that way. I agree. But those instructors, I mean... I remember those little babies just coming in there yes. wanting their sticker for their yes. little candy at the end of the day or whatever, and now they're teaching the class. Now they're teaching, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't get that without a commitment from the community to nurture these young people throughout their whole lives, and that community does make that commitment. Yeah, yeah. and it is a long-term commitment. Yeah. It's, it's not just a once and done. And yeah. It's a long-term, lifetime commitment. Mm-hmm. And it's a community-wide commitment because, of course, the families have to also set aside the time for the children to be a part of the program. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah. It is a community-wide, long-term commitment. Often, young people who go away to school come back and reinvest in the community. The same students who are also teaching our students uh, their piano skills and and drumming, they've also gone on to, to college. Of course, my both of my daughters, but they come back and they help us with the academic. So, 
they are actually tutors and mentors, and they are reaching out to the students and reaching out to the parents. You know, this little area has become a community that, that we are really and truly growing and helping and servicing our own. It was just, um, I guess, about a week and a half ago that uh, uh, one of our uh, students went and used her own gas and everything to pick up a couple of young ladies who are adolescents and take them to a middle school uh, basketball game. It was really touching because it was just a highlight of, uh, of those young ladies' lives. Mm. They would not have been able to go because, you know, they're being raised by their grandmother. And she just doesn't get out at night, you know, to drive. I mean, that, that's different from academics, but it's still part of the the life and how, how students are being impacted. So, Yeah, you know, you have to do the academics, but it, I think that kind of relationship building mm-hmm. is uh, probably more important than the academics really in, in many ways. Yes, it is. Pastor Angion knows something about building loving relationships in a community. Part of his experience comes through his work as president of Selma University. Selma University has a rich history and uh, has helped very a lot of the uh, missionary Baptist churches throughout Alabama, and that's why it was organized to be able to, to train preachers and tr- teachers. You mentioned that there are several Baptist churches in this area. Right. Are they also missionary Baptist churches? Yes, they are. The ones I'm referring to, there's about, there are about five, and they are all missionary Baptists. All of our churches are really small. When I say small, I'm talking about in terms of number of members. The church size itself is probably the standard size of a small, any small Baptist church. Mm-hmm. But the congregation is small because... A lot of the people in the Wilcox County, they are leaving. And Mm -hmm. so we just don't have the population that we once had. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like this church here, since I became pastor, we have lost several members. And it's not because people don't like what's happening. They love the the programs we're offering. It's just many people are moving away totally, Mm -hmm. uh, looking for better job opportunities, Mm -hmm. um, places like Mobile, and uh, Montgomery and some other places, they just just moved away. So that's I think all of our churches are suffering from that, mm-hmm. uh, and the whole county is. Mm-hmm. I've done some work with community partners in Perry County as well, and they've said the same thing. Yes, that people people are leaving to look for better work right. opportunities and you know other things, but I think it is a challenge for those who stay. Is a challenge to figure out how to minister to the community that's here and you've told me some things that you're excited about what do you see as the community's greatest needs at this moment I think um, economic development and that's kind of hard I guess when people are leaving it's kind of those who can and those who are most prepared are kind of opting to leave. The big thing is uh, economics. I think I think a lot of our people, if they could, could find good work that pays them enough to live a comfortable life and to be able to to, to 
do what I guess you and I want to do, have a home, and be able to make ends meet uh, comfortably. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that a lot of people would opt to stay in the rural area. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the greatest, greatest challenges for us. And I know that you know we're not uh, uh, politicians, but some way we have to figure out how to to help deal with that challenge because otherwise, you know, uh, those who uh, grow up may never come back. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is um, is getting our young men and women who are, are coming up uh, a good foundation in Christ. That's so important because believe it or not, um, it used to, I think it used to be kind of easy to raise a, a child in the rural area because they didn't have all of the competition that and all of, they, they weren't exposed to the, all the things that you get in the city life mm-hmm. uh, some of the inner city areas but unfortunately uh, because of um, technology which is good it also has um, uh, almost swallowed up our the little innocent community we had where people weren't exposed to a lot of things that were not good for them. They are now able to just at a very early age innocent with their phones engage in a lot of things that um, that has become a great distraction. Try to harness them in their minds and protect their, their innocency long enough to make sure they get a good solid foundation in Jesus Christ uh, so that they, their minds will be able to deal with a lot of the things that they're exposed to. I think that's one of the greatest challenges that we have. And that's why we, we try to work also with the kids because they need they need an environment that they can come to and like you hear the music, just sing, enjoy and, and not be preyed upon and, and find out that there is a different way and that that way can be really rewarding. Koi has its challenges like any community, but it has strength too, especially in the strong relationships there. Tracy Hanrahan hadn't been going to Koi too long before she wanted more people to experience MGSNA for themselves. She started telling Sanford students about her friends in Koi. Because you were going just on your own at first and you wanted to get Sanford students involved and you, you tried a couple things. How did the partnership with Sanford students evolve? It did start with just individual students that I would get to know here through my work on campus and it doesn't take long for a conversation with me to turn to Koi uh, (laughs) to the Mount Gilead students if it's music related so there were students who you know always say hey well I'm going down Saturday you're welcome to go with me if you want and yeah I had probably a half dozen or so here and there take me up on that offer and always come back encouraged and just amazed at at the work that was being done that is being done there the challenge for the music students here in making that commitment for a full semester or full um, academic year is that they're so busy already as students and just literally do not have the time to commit to that on a regular basis so the partnership 
that we were able to develop, which incorporates the program, the, the travel into a classroom experience, part of something they're already doing, has just really been made the the whole experience more accessible for sure. And I think also doing it in a group has been a, a real gift as well because the students on the way back on Saturdays after they've been down there have the time to reflect on the experience together uh, rather than just that more individualized experience. So yeah. it's been really, really good. I definitely agree with Tracy about the benefits of this partnership for Samford students. We've been embedding this partnership within my musicology courses for several semesters now. You might say we got off to a bit of a rocky start. We were all geared up for the first semester in person when COVID hit. And I was really saddened because we finally had a mechanism in place to connect more Samford students more intentionally, more regularly with the Koi community, and to allow the Koi students the experience of, of learning from the Samford students. And then I thought, oh, no, you know, we can't travel. And we couldn't. So mm. understandably, Sanford had the travel policy, you know, travel ban in place during that time. Mm-hmm. So I called Pastor Angion and Susan to say, hey, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to bring students down anymore because of what's going on with COVID. But I would imagine you're not able to have lessons anyway. Well, yeah, we're still having lessons. We're, we, we're having them on Skype and FaceTime. And I said, you're doing piano lessons on Skype and FaceTime in Coy, Alabama. Are you kidding me? And I said, well, no, the kids want to keep learning. The instructors want to keep teaching. And I was blown away by that because I just, what a terrible assumption of my fault. Never underestimate Stan Angion, mm-hmm. let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Or Susan Wilson mm-hmm. or the instructors of MGSNA. So they had made a way through COVID and, and, and continued. And so what we decided to do was to kind of jump into that virtual music education world that a lot of teachers were learning to navigate during that season. And so we did um, our Saturday morning sessions on Zoom and students got very creative and we did lesson plans that involved online games that we could sort of do. It was not perfect, but it worked. It started conversations and it did continue the learning. And I think it actually built the relationships in ways that starting as an in-person program might not have ever done. Mm -hmm. I think the Koi community saw our commitment. We certainly saw their commitment to continuing the work. So it was just a really special time. What it also enabled was some more personal interactions. Sadly, due to some of the repercussions of COVID, there was a lot of death in the Koi community. It was just a sad season for so many people. But for our group to be able to experience and grieve and pray for and come alongside our friends in Koi during that season, it was, I know it was really special for me, and I think it was for our students as well. Pastor Angion also reflected on the impact of COVID in his community. And you know, every time I um, I think that things are, are going down, which they kind of are, yeah. someone that I know comes down with it and it just kind of like oh. says, okay, be careful. Yeah, and y'all have had a lot of funerals um, in this area. Yes. 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 I'm so sorry for that. It seems like it's hit your area pretty hard. 
It has. Uh, now, our particular congregation, we've not been hit as hard, but a lot of people around us, yeah. uh, which, uh, you know, we're all family. So a lot of the churches around us have been hit hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, one church in particular uh, who has students who participate in performing arts here, three out of four sisters have passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, it's just been devastating. They were all mid-age adults. They weren't old, mm-hmm. um, just mid-age, probably between 40 and 50. Mm-hmm. Maybe the oldest most is probably in the 50s. Oh, so. Yeah, that hits a family and it hits a community really hard. Yes, a little community like this, you know, Yeah, three, three people in one family. Yeah. But the Koi community and MGSNA kept going. Eventually, Tracy and I were able to take our Samford students to Koi in person. Then we had the, in 21-22, we had the good-sized groups that could go in person. And so that was the... Yeah, we did a whole academic year of that still model. Masks. That's still, right. You know, it's That's still right. the, some right. of the remnants remain, yeah. but... But the relationships, I mean, yeah, aren't people amazing? I mean, when you really want to do something and you really want to accomplish something, we just find a way, I think, yeah. as human beings to make that happen. Yeah. And that was, that's been so encouraging to me to witness, I mean, so many opportunities to just give up and say, yeah, no, we're not going to do this. No, yeah. this is too hard. I have never heard any sort of sentiment even close to that from Stan or Susan. Yeah. Never, yeah, never. It's just, yeah. How do we make this work? Mm-hmm. Mm. There's a lot we can learn from oh, that. So much. Some of our richest learning has come from trying to understand each other's perspective. Stan, Tracy, and Susan have taken the lead in this. When we first started, the idea was I just plugged into what was already going on at Koi, and the way that I learned music and I had always taught music was very different from the ways that the instructors who had been teaching at MGSNA taught. You know, mine being more of a classical training and notation-based approach to piano and, and voice. I did some choir stuff with them as well. And the students there were accustomed to learning in a more more of a road style and uh, ear training, ear-based music. And as Susan saw the way that I was teaching the students uh, in our group piano lessons. She was very intrigued by that. And and I was very unsettled by it because I felt like I was coming into the program, bringing something that was not really needed. And I told her and, and Stan at one time, I said, I'm happy to be here. I love being here, but I don't know that I'm really what you need because I can't teach the students music in the style that they're accustomed to learning it and are most likely going to have it play out in their church communities. And Stan so wisely said, well, well, Tracy, that's exactly why we love having you here, because we want our students to be well-rounded as musicians, well-rounded as human beings, and we want them to realize that the world is bigger than Coy, Alabama, and that they are capable of living in this big world and that they can do it. So they really valued the different approach. And so I think as our relationship has grown and as we've brought it into this partnership also with Samford now, it's truly mutually beneficial. It's just been so fun to see the valuing of one another's differences strengthen both approaches to 
making music to learning music into worship. I mean, there's the whole worship element of it, right? That's been so encouraging to to experience. There's more than one way to worship Beth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't guess we'll ever max that out this side of heaven, but it's so much fun to be a small part of it here Mm -hmm. and to value and experience it. Those differences together is really, really inspiring and encouraging. Yeah. More than one way to worship, more than one way to learn. And in the Samford students that have gone to Koi, I really see that as one of the main benefits of this partnership, that they they see a different way of learning and a different way of worshiping. And that exchange with the students and the teachers in Koi is so valuable to the Samford students. Pastor Angian also spoke about the benefits of working together with people from different backgrounds. Our students, children, they don't they don't have the opportunity uh, to work in a diverse environment uh, as young children very often. Mm-hmm. You know, even our school system in Wilcox County is predominantly black, mm-hmm. and so when they leave home, they go to school. They are around other uh, other black children. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not a negative, but it's good to be able to work with people who you're going to see when you go to college and when you, when, when you, when you get a job. By them having the opportunity to, to, to be exposed to other people who genuinely want to be here, genuinely want to, it, it's, it's, it's so great. It's just like, Man, we're helping to diversify and give them the diverse experience at a very early age. And I think that's just something that's awesome. I do, too. I think the benefit to us and to the Sanford students is equally awesome. You know, it's just so, so helpful to them. Some of these students are going to be um, music educators. Yes. And for them to get that kind of experience, but for all of them, just to be around people who are not the same people that they're always around is is so helpful to all of us. So thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. I'm so thankful to get to know this community that is right next door to my hometown mm, yeah. that I never even knew existed. Yeah, you've told us about your hometown yeah, is Greenville. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and that I think that might be one reason I was so drawn to it because I'm just like, how? How yeah. can we live in such proximity to communities that are so different from one another and yet we, we don't take the time to get to know one yeah. another and to work together on things that we all have in common? Yeah. Yeah, so I really feel like I'm the one that's so blessed and I'm grateful that the Koi community has welcomed me, has welcomed us. That's an important key as well because it, it takes a hospitable, welcoming community for for this kind of partnership to work. And the Mount Gilead Scholastic and Artistic Institute, of course, led by Stan and Susan and their instructors, they have just modeled that so well. Yeah. Everybody well, should go to Koi. Yes. <laughs> Everybody should go to Koi. Everybody Everybody should go to Koi and experience the wonderful and amazing things they're doing at MGSNA. I really think so. 
But I also realize everybody probably won't go to Koi. Chances are you won't go to Koi. I want you to know about Koi, though. I want you to know about Stan Angion and Susan Wilson and their daughters who started out as students in the Institute and now teach. I want you to know about their love and the community-wide commitment to their young people. I want you to know about Tracy Hanrahan and her dedication to her friends in Koi, and the Sanford students who have begun making friends there too. I want you to know because I think it elevates us to know the good work others are doing. It elevates us and it might even inspire us to go and do likewise or to dream up our own amazing thing and go do it despite all the obstacles. Who knows, maybe someday there will be MGSNA satellites all across Alabama. Maybe one of the MGSNA students will be the next president of Selma University or the next high school music teacher. Stan Angion and Susan Wilson decided to grow their own. Tracy Hanrahan decided to join in their good work. What am I going to do next? I'm Beth McGinnis, and this is Here in Alabama. Alabama.